Hello, everyone. Welcome to It's the Real Deal podcast. My name is Caleb Gartsky, and I am very, very excited that you are joining me today. I want to talk to you about being bold and being courageous, not being cowardly, about taking ground for the kingdom and being being strong, uh, being bold in this time. This is a time when the enemy has really been working on the church to try to to bring us down and to make us be quiet and and say you know you're wear a mask and and don't uh don't speak to people you know don't don't get too close to people be scared uh virus you know uh death be scared but the thing is those who overcome like it says in revelation uh revelation chapter one or no no no, sorry revelation um it talks about uh in revelation chapter 12 verse 11 12 11 it says that they overcame him talking about the enemy they overcame the enemy the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony so we're not supposed to be cowardly we are supposed to be overcoming it talks about in revelation chapter 21 revelation chapter 21 that the cowardly do not inherit the kingdom of heaven and it also talks about like you know the the sexually immoral and uh, adulterous uh, murderers um, that kind of thing it also talks about those people do not inherit but the first thing it lists which is very very interesting is that the cowardly do not inherit the kingdom of god and i've i've always found that very interesting since i uh, really started looking into that and um probably the last like year or so, I really started looking into that and thinking, you know, that's serious. It's talking about those who you know, draw back. And Jesus said, those who draw back, um, my soul has no pleasure in them. Those who do not take a stand, those who are offended, because blessed are those who are not offended because of me. Glory to God. It's a very serious matter when we have drawn back and we have been cowardly and cared more about what other people are going to say or think about us than what we think, what we are thinking that God is thinking about us, what God would say about us. We want God to take up for us in the last day. We want Jesus to stand up and say, yes, I claim that one. That one's mine. And no, the devil touches us not. The devil cannot touch you. You are mine. You're, you are coming into my kingdom. And, and we're going to, we got to realize that it's serious when when the church doesn't act like the church. And I um, apologize for the, the road noise. I'm actually driving right now, but I just had this so strong in my heart. Um, and I thought, you know what, it's going to make some background noise driving and, and talking. But um, yeah, and of course, just using my phone to record this. So it's not, you know, not super high uh, quality recording, but get the heart of this though this is serious the um the cowardly do not inherit the kingdom of god we have to be bold we have to take a stand and we have to put on the full armor of god as it talks about in ephesians chapter 6 that we have to put on the full armor of god and we need to take a stand against the wilds of the enemy but not in our own strength that's the thing it's never in our own strength. We can't do anything of ourselves. It's all with the power of God, with the strength of God. We're not in this alone. We're not fighting this fight uh, by ourselves. So we're not just out there in the wilderness on our own. Absolutely not. We have the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. The kingdom of heaven is within you. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven 
is within you. Think about that. That's huge. How? How is that even possible? It's a miracle. Loves doing miracles. God loves to do things that man cannot explain. And for God to put the entire kingdom of heaven within us, that is amazing. That is awesome. Awesome to think about. That we have the same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead living in us right now. Right now. And God has told us, go and do Go and do these things. Go and do exploits. Mark chapter 16, Jesus said, Those who believe in me and are baptized will be saved, but those who do not believe will be condemned. It is a very straightforward thing. It's those who believe and are baptized will be saved. You will be saved. It's no question. You will be saved. But those who do not believe will be condemned. You will be condemned if you do not believe. It's just that straightforward, that simple. There's no, there's no, um, it, it just <laughs> gets rid of all the gray area. It is black and white. Then it's one, you're either saved or you're not. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the, the road to heaven is narrow and it's broad. The way to destruction is broad and we have to make sure we're staying on that straight and narrow. People, when they say, you're just too narrow-minded, you need to be more open-minded. It's like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm going to stay in the narrow mind of what Christ thinks. Jesus was not a wimp. I will say that. Jesus was nice. Jesus was kind. Jesus was all-loving. But also within all-loving is the, uh, the encompassing understanding of is <laughs> the understanding of justice and the understanding of righteousness. And Jesus, when he went into the temple, he made a whip. And the scripture was fulfilled in that, that zeal for your house has consumed me. Jesus was so consumed with pleasing the Father and doing his will that he was acting out what God the Father would have done right in that situation. Premeditated <laughs> um, anger, really, a righteous anger. Be angry and sin not, the word says. Jesus made a whip. Meanwhile, you know, he's thinking, he's thinking as he's making this whip, you know, what he's going to do with it. Like, this is premeditated, what he's doing. And he goes in there and, and drives these people out of there and says, stop making my father's house a market. Stop making my father's house uh, just a you know, stop doing this. This is not the right way. This is not what I want speaking for the Father. You're not doing this properly. And there is a righteous anger that goes along with love. You can't separate the two. You can't separate them. They're together. Righteous anger is, this, is love. Because you love God so much, you're following what God has told you to do. Jesus only said what he heard his father say, only did what he saw his father do. So when we look at the life of Jesus and you really look at every single aspect, sometimes people take just his love and, you know, he's just, you know, he's so loving, he's so kind, like, you know, oh, Jesus wouldn't hurt a fly. And it's like, um, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus said <laughs> to Peter, 
the, the Lord said to Peter when he gave him the vision, this is after Jesus was resurrected and was seated at the right hand of the throne. But when Peter's up on the rooftop, this is in Acts chapter 10, uh, Peter's up there praying and he falls into a trance, falls into like a vision, and the Lord lowers down the sheet with all the different types of animals, and he says to Peter, kill and eat. Kill and eat. And, and Peter's like, no, like, you know, I've, I've never eaten anything unclean. And, and God's like, no. Jesus is like, no, do not call anything unclean that I have called clean. Do not. And it was a picture of the Gentiles coming to Christ as well. So it's, it's um, you know, kind of like a dual picture there that he's saying, you really, you can, uh, everything is sanctified by the word of God in prayer, as Paul wrote about. So you could really eat anything. But then it's also saying, you know, everybody can come into the kingdom of heaven. Don't call anybody unclean that I've called clean. And, and God says he wants everybody into the family. He wants everyone that will come. He said, go out to the highways and the byways. Go get, you know, there's these certain people, the Jews that were supposed to accept me. But since they won't, go and get everybody. And he's, he's opened up a new and living way for each and every one of us to come to Christ. It's awesome. It's a miracle. And I feel so blessed every day. I wake up and it's just wonderful. And honestly, it's precious. And we need to value the time that God has given us. God will help us to redeem the time. But we need to realize what we have in us. And realize what we're supposed to be about. And it's Jesus did not come to do his own will, but the will of him who sent him. Jesus had a mission that he was to fulfill just like we have a mission that we're supposed to fulfill. And we need to not get so focused on ourselves, not get so focused on just what we want or what makes us happy. When we follow the will of God, that is where we will be the happiest. We construct to try to make ourselves happy, and it will be in vain. But when we just follow what God has put before us, what He's told us to do, it's going to work out. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be better than we ever could have put together on our own. But just to get back to, uh, that was kind of a side note. Didn't really mean to get off on all that. But just to, to remind you, Jesus is not a wimp. Jesus is nice. But he's also got a righteous anger about him. A righteous, holy anger. And we, as Christians, as Christ followers, Christ ends. We have the Holy Spirit in us and we have to, have to be bold, have to be strong and we can't be wimpy. We can't. Uh, well, we could, but we shouldn't. We, we have to be bold. We, we're Christians. It's what we do. We're bold. And I have gotten really, really tired here recently of the devil pushing me around and using people to push me around and I've just, I've been known as a nice guy, right? Like everybody, I think if you ask people what you, what they thought about me, maybe not everybody, <laughs> there's always going to be haters. But if you asked overall the majority of people, I think they would say that I'm a nice guy and that I'll try to, you know, help you out when I can. Like I won't, you know, I won't take advantage of you. Uh, I'll, you know, be there for you and um, be very loving and very kind, very merciful. And yeah, I think... I think there's that, that basic thought that people would think of me. But I want to also be known as the guy that won't put up with junk. 
You know what I'm saying? That I would just stand up in the face of, of evil and really put down my foot. And I have done that before too, but I don't know that I've done it enough. I think I need to, to be stronger in that. And I, I've seen that in the church, how we've sometimes just rolled over and let the devil just kind of push us around. And we, we know who we are in Christ, like that we're going to heaven, but we haven't really known who we are when it comes to standing firm in the fight. The full armor of God is for advancing the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is advancing. The violent take it by force. The, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. The, the increase of his government and his peace, there will be no end. His government and peace, there will be no end. It's always on the increase. And the full armor of God is only for the front of us. The sword, you use the sword when you're going forward. You, you don't, listen, you don't turn around and run with a sword. There's no need to have a sword when you're running. Okay, you have the sword to fight with. The, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit. We have to be the church that is so strong in prayer, so strong in knowing the will of God, so strong in the Word of God, that we just stand up and we take ground. We run at the enemy like David. And that is something that I like to get into on another podcast. David, um, and I've talked about a Jonathan, uh, and I've talked about uh, maybe a little bit about Gideon, but not a whole lot. And I would like to get into them and what God is expecting of us. Um, if you listen to what I talked about with um, uh, with Samuel some um, coming to um, King Saul and then Jonathan, um, you kind of gotten a little bit of like my heart on that and what I've thought on that. But there's just so much more that we could look into that. And David and also Gideon, I've seen some, some interesting things there that I thought would be fun to share. God coming back for a wimpy church, he is coming back for a victorious, overcoming church. And uh, yeah, 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 that's really it. That's really it. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's what um, Joshua was told by the Lord. He said, don't be, you have to be courageous. You have to be courageous. You have to be strong. You have to be bold and not get pushed around. You have to be, um, you know, I'm reminded, I'll leave you with this. <laughs> I'm reminded of Caleb in the Bible. And I've, I really like my name, Caleb. It's, uh, it's a name that I like to, uh, I see myself in the, the character of the Bible, Caleb in the Bible. I see myself sometimes in his position. And when people are against you and you're just standing up and I need to do this even more, it's, it's motivating, it's encouraging to read that story. Numbers 13.30 talks about where Jesus, or not Jesus, where, uh, where Caleb, where Caleb stood up, Numbers 13.30, and he stood up before all the people. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of people. He stood up before the people and before Moses, and he said, let us go up at once. He had just come back with the, the spies, the, the 10 spies that said, we can't do it. Uh, and Caleb and Joshua said, we can do it. Yes, we can. Let's go and take it. And Caleb stood up, being that, that he, he spoke for uh, Joshua in this instance, and he stood up and said, let us go up at once, for we can certainly take it. 
we can certainly take this land. With God, I mean, it's like he knew if God before us, who can be against us? And that wasn't even, you know, written. That was the New Testament. But, but that's what he knew. He knew if God is for you, who can be against you? How can you lose if you have the God of the universe, God Almighty, on your side? And God would always fight for them when, he, when they would obey Him. When they would obey Him, God would fight for them, and they would never lose. It was only when they got focused on trying to do things in themselves and wanted to do things their own way, and that's when they would lose. That's when they would lose. But when they would stay focused on God and do it His way, they would never lose. Never never ever. And that's okay. Sorry. I'm gone. I'm gone longer than what I was, I was planning to. But remember, we can take the land. We cannot lose with God. And I want to remind you of that in a strong way, in a bold way that we cannot afford to be wimpy in this time. We have to stand firm. God bless you. Remember that the word of God, it's the real deal. Catch you guys later.